Good times, bad friends. barely see the logistics of it yeah. but we're in six different co- now granted we have eight listeners total but six of them are in six different countries i don't know how that works i don't know if that's like a spam thing or a hacker thing or like a false like i don't know if that's just some made-up guy in his basement in like argentina or whatever but like colin colin figured it out he set this vpn to different countries yeah yeah <laughs> he just that's said, probably he just logged in from a different country every week yeah. But it is it is kind of weird that he's not here, but he has other obligations before. Um, I mean, you could say it. Me and Colin, we hate each other. So, y'all would have some clashes. So, talking about that, um, our guest today, and this is so weird, we have to like talk to people because you never know. Like, people are finally going to get hooked on because. I don't know if you heard this as well, but we have the second highest rated podcast on Apple podcast. The Kelsey brothers took over, but that was only because the government's been conspiring and they forced this relationship on Mr. Pfizer. And so unfortunately they took over, but before that, I mean, we were killing it, dude. We're, like I said, we're averaging eight, nine, 10. I mean, we're in the double digits of people that are at least getting five minutes through it. I didn't know that a play was only five minutes. So it's like someone could have maybe fast forwarded like the six minute mark. And then they hear us just saying really, really stupid stuff and like, uh, but it's still play. So um, that's all that really matters. But our guest today is Mr. Lincoln Hankey. That was a high school classmate of Colin and I's, not necessarily Alex, because he kind of joined the picture a little late, but he can be a Bobcat if you want to. I mean, if you spill enough blood and we can set up some rituals and, and, and some ways for you to kind of earn your ride a little bit, some stepping stone stuff that we can do, but if you want a little bobcat heart, we can make it happen. We can implant one. We can get you one. <laughs> where, where, where did you go to high school, Alex? Uh, I went to a school called George Ranch. It's in like Richmond, so south. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we had a chance to play them when I was at my other school, but they they were really good back in like the early 2010s, right? In football. Yeah. So Pretty the school solid. opened in 2014. I, I was part of the first like class that went there. Um, and then yeah. I want to say like maybe two years after I graduated. So around like 2016, or I'm sorry, I graduated 2014 from high school. So around 2010, it opened. So yeah, about 2016 ish, I think they won the state championship for whatever division they were in. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was they're like, still pretty good. yeah, they are. It, it just sucks. Cause I think now that they're 6A, like right before you make that jump, like if mm-hmm. you're a new school and you open and they bump you down to like a 4A, 5A, but you have like 5A, 6A numbers. Like that's where you make your run, especially on like realignment year or whatever. Well, is that is but, that Lamar consolidated? Yes, sir. So it's in yeah. with Folcher. So that Folcher opened and took a bunch of a bunch of their kids. Mm, yeah, like Folcher and like because my buddy was the head coach at a school over there. Now he's not. He's in Conroe. But yeah, it's. Like, I even like, say he's in prison. I was like, man, that's no, a big turn. <laughs> I don't know if I should say. I don't know if I should say like the legit high school he's at, but like he he moved last year from Richmond Foster. And so yeah. he, but he was telling me about that district, and it's huge. Like it's that and Conroe. That's massive. Both are like eight schools. It's nuts. Dude, it, it's it's nuts. And and all those big cities kind of water down, but like there's not a lot of numbers as far as kids. Like there's actually like less kids playing football. But I feel like they're opening so many schools that it gives you like this false sense of like the game that's growing. Like you see like the Frisco ISD that's got thirteen schools, 
that are in the same district and they just keep beating each other out like over and over and over. Yeah. And then you get down to like Katie, Katie's building like a, like two new high schools every year. Like yeah, it, it just gets to a point where like, why can't you stop? Like, like, like what's the, what's the thought in a city like Allen versus Frisco? Like, like why do they chop it into so many high schools versus like keeping the same one? Like, have you yeah. ever heard anybody higher ups talk about that? Yeah. I mean, the, the deal is like I was at Cop Hill, which is a one school district, a lot like Allen, but it's mm-hmm. one, you know, the thing that you got to recognize is like, it's, it's one fourth the size, the district is the size of Frisco. So like, yeah, true. it's, it's, it's like, it was 2000 something kids. Well, then you extrapolate that over, you know, 75 square miles, which Frisco is. And it's, it, it's incredible. The problem you have is buses and the problem yeah. you have is getting a build, building big enough. Like, Allen is huge and it's a big high school, but, but geographically it's not a very big town like Rowlett true, high school, true. which I worked at was 60,000 people, but it was Garland ISD. And so yeah. you had a bunch of people coming from everywhere, but you know, when they were just one high school, like back in the nineties, they were rolling because they had all yeah. those kids, but they were also, you know, they had like 46 portables without air conditioning that they were teaching. Class Dude. Like, yeah. So, it, you know, and, and that's what like, yeah, not to bring it to Salina, but Salina is a hundred square miles. Yeah, square there's miles. a lot of land, the dude. Size of yeah. So oh if yeah. That all fills out. It ain't. I mean, it's just hard to do that in parents. Yeah. Um, parents don't like it. I mean, it, no. Especially the people that are moving to Texas now, it's Californians, and, and you know, I don't want to get like that, but they're coming nah, from it's, different it's like that. systems where they have other things, you know, that are important to them. Yeah. And so when they see that. They don't necessarily like it, but, you know, I could speak to the Houston area a little bit is, uh, those new schools that open, they mm-hmm. almost always do really well because, uh, it's a, it, this place is kind of sedentary with hires for coaching. Yeah. Yep. A lot of these dudes start coaching in, in, in peewee and they mm-hmm. get a class together and then they'll go to whatever schools open, which is, yeah, which is yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's absolutely I mean, that's nuts. That's what happened at PayTow. That's what happened at, yep. um, that's what happened uh, no, most recently to PayTow, but like. Yep. There's a new school in our district that just opened up. We hear about transfers all the time. Yeah. They're not playing a varsity schedule yet. We hear about transfers constantly. So it's, it's gotten that bad in high school football too. Like the guy that took the prosper walnut, the the new school in prosper. Yeah. He used to work down in Robinson and he was saying that like, he's not a big social media guy, but in the interview, they told him like, how active are you in social media? Because people like to see that their kid is getting exposure, not necessarily yeah. through playing, but just are there going to be eyes on my kid if they come to this high school? Like, it, it's now gotten to the point where people take that into consideration when they choose a high school in the state of Texas. And like, yeah. the state of Texas is different. Don't get me wrong. Like any other states, college is the equivalent. But like, you get to high school football in Texas, and people are taking that into consideration of is my kid going to go to school? It's obviously competitive. That's why you see like a certain upper echelon of schools that are always at the top. But like parents are almost like parading their kid around like before the NIL makes it to high school, it almost already has in the view of the parents as far as can they go to a school that, you know, can get them good resources and can get them transportation all the time. And then obviously yeah. can get eyes on them if they want to play a little Texas high school football. But that it, it's a different animal, man. And NIL is about to start like 100 percent people. People don't think that's ever going to get to that level. But there is no way it doesn't get to the high school level. And, but I think it'll be a little bit I, – I don't think you'll have to control it as much because I no. can tell you this. I, I, there's no way it's going to want to sponsor somebody at Gatesville, Texas. 
but you get yeah. to like South Lake Carroll and you get somebody like Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like Bush's chicken or, or one of the car dealerships is going to want to throw a car at him. But yeah, like I, it just by association of where you are and just your geographical location, I don't think that's going to become a widespread thing in high school, but that is a hundred percent going to hit the high school level. Uh, but no here's doubt. what you're going to start seeing. It's like, there's a kid out of Silsby. Silsby is a four, a division two school. Oh yeah. There's a, the cover there's boy, kid. man. We, and we played them last year. I mean, they beat me. Yeah. They beat us to a pulp. But this kid, Jalen Miller, he is an athlete. He is pro- He's incredible. He could start at any high school he wanted to, right? Well, that's he's been starting there since a freshman. He's a freshman, and he goes to all these camps in the summer and gets his stars. Let's say that uh, that you know uh, Beaumont Westbrook, which is probably 40 minutes down the road, which is a 6A school, mm-hmm. they give him NIL money. So you're going to start seeing less and less of these kids – um, that come out of these small schools and make it big to D1s if the NIL does come because they're just going to cherry pick the area. Because no I mean, if you're the UIL and, and you allow it and then that kid's getting paid to go to that school and that family moves to that school district, I mean, you can't hold them out. I mean, what are you going to do? No, but, they, but then that goes against probably hundreds of kids that get their PAPFs denied every single and it just completely like it, it just kills their argument like right away like right now they're trying their hardest even though their hardest only seems to focus on schools like san marcus when it happens but like well, they put a stop to certain stuff yeah. like that but then all of a sudden you start offering money and it's like do they let it slide or do they make it situational or like what's the move from there when they start lining their pockets with nil money you know it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, and obviously that affects you and I pretty greatly. And, you know, I don't know how top quote is, but it's something like you think about, like you're sitting there no in, doubt. Your, in your office and you've got a freshman that, you know, every time he touches the ball, he scores. He's Jose Romero. Yeah. You're like, and yeah. You're and like, you have to bring him in for a meeting like that. It's like, God, <laughs> yes. okay. Another battle I have to fight. Yeah. And then, or, or you get that text at nine o'clock at night, you know, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to morning practice tomorrow. And you're like, okay, do I actually give this kid the punishment he deserves or yeah. do I let it slide? Cause if I do, I know dad might take him somewhere else. Yeah. So it's like Alex, imagine we just have the most non-stressful job in the world dealing with 15 to <laughs> 17 year old kids. But like, <laughs> how do you handle when you get a call from your star running back? And it's like, Hey, I'm not going to be at practice in the morning. You're like, okay, you sick. He's like, no, no, no. I'm shooting a commercial. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. So then you're, then you're going to show up in your car. That's worth five times as much as my car. And what, like, like you said, like, am I going to run you or are you just going to tell me to shut up and throw a hundred dollar bill in my face? Like, what, like, like when, Dude, when does it cross the point of, I can't remember who it was, but I'm pretty sure I was working performance course in Allen over the summer. And one summer, like they had a five-star running back and the running back just didn't show up all summer. And we're like, where is this kid? And finally, like one of the people, one of the guys answered me like, well, he's in, he's in California and he's filming a, a reality TV show. I was like, yes. You're like what? He's a five-star recruit. It's like, okay, all right, sounds good. How would you, Alex, you, when when you inevitably have a kid that's that's a five-star athlete down the road, what's going to be the conversation if he's trying to make millions of dollars in NIL deals as a sixteen-year-old? Like, he going to let that happen, or are you going to take a split? Obviously, <laughs> for being a great parent, like, let's. Are you here First, is that uh, like? A discussion that's happening that nil is going to trickle down and become a high school thing a hundred percent because generally generally what happens for high school football is we pretty much just take on the rules and the stuff to get instituted in the college level 
And so I, and and it's just, rules I just think it's right inevitable now, because I really heard anything about that. There is rules. Against yeah. So there, there, there are, but just like anything, when you're talking money, I think some things can, that, that, that ink can be, can be rewritten. I'm yeah, sure. No, that seems so I, I, I think it's coming down the pipe for sure. Yeah, I don't, yeah. All that just sounds crazy to me. I don't even like, I can't comprehend how that works. I work in public schools as well. So just thinking about like kids hopping schools and stuff just to, chase a check seems crazy yeah. when we already like to nuts, the point of college and then and then it just down to high school that's, that's what i'm saying because because at, at a certain point if you don't put a limit for here's what the uil can do a lot differently than the ncaa they can put a limit on it right away and they said you have to document everything here's the cap of what you can make and that is it anything over and it's essentially the death penalty what the ncaa did is they just opened the floodgates and now they're trying to reel it back in. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I'm in the boat of you wanted this and you wanted it full tilt boogie from the start. This is what you got. Now it's being weaponized. Now people are transferring. Now people are trying to actively recruit players on yeah. rosters. And all they use, like, you know, Alabama versus Miami. Well, they're going to go to Miami, which doesn't even have the coach, doesn't even have smart enough coaches to kneel it out instead of just trying to hand the ball off and lose with 20 some seconds left. But you're going to go there because that booster is going to write you $5 million check instead of you know going to a place like Alabama, which is basically just an NFL factory that's going to teach you how to be a great human being. So if you don't put some type of restriction on it, it's going to be weaponized. China Spring is going to steal every single good person that will ever come through Gatesville because all they got to do is slide them a little money and promise them like, hey, you got a chance to do this, this, and this, and they will be gone out the door, no questions asked. Especially as you as you get younger and younger for these kids, and I would be in the same boat. Dude, if if I'm at whatever school and Salon is like, hey, I, I, you know, I'll give you 500 bucks. A 16-year-old, 500 bucks? I'm like, oh, oh yeah. balling, baby, I'll be there. I'll be there by Tuesday, no doubt, on my way right now. Mom, I need some gas money. I'm going to wherever. But like, as you offer that to younger and younger kids, it's like, I think it could be a bad idea, but they have got to learn by what the NCAA did to put as many restrictions on it as possible. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, why, why would you not want to, okay, we'll just introduce maybe like, just, it, you, you got to just like the straight line recruiting thing. Like they have to go through the high school coaches if they want to recruit one of your kids to go to college. So maybe that's more like a straight line thing where it's only used for like a fundraiser. And then maybe yeah. now you get to use some of your fundraiser money to give to the kids, blah, 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 whatever. If they meet certain criteria, I don't know. I don't know where you start, but you definitely can't just say, all right, ready, set, go, NIL at the high school level. Let's go. Let's see what happens like that. That would be a terrible idea, I think. Yeah, when you're dealing with kids, and they're like, you know, I'm 29 and I barely formed thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I, I would still be an idiot with an NIL money, no doubt. Like, yeah. I don't no doubt they, they when you're dealing with children with anything everything needs to be regulated by somebody to the point of overkill and like the thing is we're talking about maybe one percent of athletes that will deal with this at the beginning yeah like, yeah to be honest like one no percent of programs. no doubt like programs like Salina and south lake and allen and china Spring, yep. all those programs. but most people like you know in liberty texas you know, we have we had a booster club but you know, it ain't going to be able to, there's not enough people around yeah, to have yeah, yeah. money to be able to do that. So, I, you know, it is interesting, but you know, I just, <laughs> when you deal with children and money, it's gonna not be, good. 
because because it's it's the adults who are more thinking about that and a little bit more conscious, but not really because now it's just going to be one of these things where it's probably going to be taken advantage of. And unfortunately, that kid's not going to learn anything. They're just going to flash money in front of their face and that's all they're going to see. Yeah. And then at some point, like parents would have to be in charge of that, right? Because these kids would be, you know, 15, 16 years old to the parents. You would think. And then that causes more issues because not all parents are are doing the right thing. Way more issues. Yeah. Think about like all the, all the, uh, you know, Disney, the childhood Disney stars are wearing and all their parents Dude. You know, put them in. Or even the Michael Orr thing that just came like, out. Imagine. They like lied to him this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Dude. How about that? And that's the perfect football game. Dude, that's crazy. nuts. Dude, and why did he ever per- say like, anything before now? Dude, I would have been like me. That was the biggest movie in the world. I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, cool story, but yeah, that's yeah. not true. Like these dudes, yeah. this wasn't even wasn't even close to what y'all were doing. Dude, yeah, I it's like been the why didn't he say anything? Ball, and I would have been like, hey, listen, these people are taking advantage of me. This that's is what I'm saying. not true. Like, what like I, I saw them like once, maybe twice, and they're basically saying that they're my parents. Like, depending like, on how what? well the movie no, that's was doing, weird. It, like more money he was receiving. So if he shuts that down too early. I don't know, but that was that was the thing. It was like he didn't get that much money. He didn't get anything. He didn't, he he, didn't he have didn't royalties. off any royal. Yeah, yes, no, because but the I, but two I'm pretty weeks, sure the family the did, right? Did. Yeah. Yes, like, because the yeah, family was. was supposed to split it all up. Like I'm pretty sure that was that was what part of it. 100. percent He got nothing from it. So then finally, when he found out that that the family was getting some, that the family was getting a little bit of a cut off it, he was like, whoa, 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 and he blew yeah. it all up, and he was like, no, no, no. That was not a thing like that didn't even happen close. He just thought that they took like a cool story and ran with it. And then he figured out that it was about him. Well, they knew he knew it was about him, but then they found that they were making money off of it. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I just thought y'all were being dramatic and making a movie about it. He was like, no, 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 that didn't happen at all. Is it possible that he never watched that? That was no one wants to see themselves like, you know, you don't want to watch a video of yourself and stuff. Is that maybe? Yeah. He came out when the movie came out and he was mad. And this is what like boggles my mind about it. When he came out saying like he was put under the conservatorship, he's not making any money off of it. I'm like, okay, you should have said that instead of what he did say was he complained that they portrayed him as an idiot, that he had been playing football for years. He knew how to play offensive line. He wasn't this soft, timid guy. Like he was a four star when he came in there. And that's what he chose to argue about, not say, Hey, I'm not getting any money from this, and these people yeah. are taking my money. Like, so that's that's something that I laugh about. That like, when yeah, I, I think out, though, like, I feel for the guy. But same, like, same. Because I would have been the same way. Like, I would have been like 22 and been like, oh, no, yeah. dude, I yeah. was good. I was good. Like, they're locked. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Good. Like, I would I wouldn't want to show up, and it it portrays me as a guy who like giggles like a little six year old and has like, like they 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 literally made him seem like a gentle giant yeah. idiot. And so I, I, I don't know. I think that would make me a little mad too. It's like, no, no, no. Like I played offensive line at Ole Miss. Like, what are you talking about? I was scared to hit somebody. Like I was 300 pounds pancaking people like meat dragging. Like that's not a thing. Can you you imagine? They didn't go into that, which is the better storyline is the Hugh Freeze storyline of that. I explain. Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze was his high school coach at Briarcrest. That was his high school coach. Really? He went, yes. He, Michael Orr lands at Ole Miss, and then like I think it's either a half year or a year later, Hugh Freeze gets a job at Ole Miss. Really, and I then, didn't know that. And then the next season, that's when they banned high school coaches from going to the NCAA unless it was an on-field paid position. Whoa! So they yeah. basically knew what happened there. 
Well, yeah, and I, I, I didn't know that. He, he wasn't the only one doing it. Like, like there was there, everybody was doing that. Dude, we we talked about the other day. Who was that really good defensive lineman from Houston? His head coach got hired too because I think that was a part Auburn? of like his recruiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. his his either position coach or head coach got hired at Houston Wait. after he signed to play there. Was it? Did he? I can't. I can't remember who it was. How does this work? I haven't heard this before. So, like, a high school coach basically convinces their kid to go to yeah, a school, well, like, and then the school hires them. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. That's how it goes. It's like I've heard. I've heard like, it's more about. I've heard it's more about the kid says, "Hey, like, can I bring my coach with me?" Yeah, that's, and I think it's a little bit of maybe the coach putting it in his ear, or it could be one of those things like he loves a coach. That's a thing. Like, we're really good at our job sometimes. I'm just kidding, but yeah. Um, no, like I mean, it, it, it could have a hundred percent been that thing where he was like, all right, I'm only going to go there if my coach can come with me and yeah, whether he's my position coach or he's at least on staff. I think that's more of the situation that happens. And in the moment, like they'll do almost anything. As long as you're not an idiot, they'll probably hire you to be, oh, d- yeah. to do something. And then if you now, end up being good, it's kind of a win-win, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. an analyst or something. Well, and like, and Hugh Freeze was known, right? Because like yeah, people, yeah, yeah. people made the same argument for Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn had that quarterback the, the that the documentary was made off of when he went to Arkansas. Like yep. that argument can be made all the time, but, but Hugh Freeze was also the, like a really good coach. Like he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a win-win. Like. Yeah, but like, like if, I, if I'm looking at someone who's super successful, like, and I'm trying to get him to come, and I'm trying to get that kid to come too, I would 100% offer him a job. Because it's a lot easier to do that in college. Now, this happens a little bit in high school too, which is kind of weird. You see a kid move to a certain school, and then someone in the family ends up getting hired as a coach or head of custodial services or something like yeah. that. Welcome but to when, when, you're, when you're in college, and you – dude, have you, have you seen that Florida team picture from – Either this past year, or the year before, they had a they have a hundred and a hundred and seven like staff people. Staff. So like coaches, support, yeah, GAs, strength guys, coffee guys, taco guys, taco truck guys, Tuesday dinner guys, Wednesday breakfast guys. Like they have a person they for everything, staff. Yeah. and it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there, there, there's more staffers than there are guys on scholarship. It's like. So like offering someone a position like that. And then, like you said, if you land somebody like Hugh Freeze, it's like, okay, you can be like a position coach or work your way up, blah, 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 whatever analyst, co-offensive coordinator. But like, they have the resources to be able to offer that. So that, like, whenever I heard that, I was like, that's pretty believable to be honest with you, because they, that's easy for them. They're like, Oh, that's all you want. Like you don't want a suitcase full of money or like a gold trans Am. You just want to bring your coach with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. We thought you wanted way more than that. Yeah. Come on down. Hugh Freeze. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. What an idiot. The other guy asked for like a million dollars. Like, you're stupid, man. Yeah, that's your kid's child's play, man. Yeah. Uh, that's okay, child's play. Like, hop right into Dude, it. but yeah, then, then you. Lincoln, I don't know anything about you. I don't know like what you do. Yeah. I'm guessing oh, you're a coach. Yeah, yeah, my bad. But, yeah, we're supposed to have all these crazy no, questions. I just want to know who yeah, you are. I'm a, yeah, so I went to. Yeah, I was. I grew up. <laughs> I know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm not good at introducing myself. Like, I get in trouble all the time at coaches call and jump in the middle of conversation with people I don't know and act like we know each other. But the um, I'm, I'm from Salina, like Justin. I was a year younger than Justin. I actually wore five, and uh, he was a really good player. And then I wore it, and then another really good player wore it after me. So I was kind of like the cool off year. It was like the sandwich of really and good, then, and Lincoln um, was right in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. it was. It was. I think, it was there, really I think one of my original. I think my original first tweet 
and I don't know if I have access to the Twitter account before, was me tagging all of the, um, it was like the first year huddle came out. It was me tagging all of the UConn coaches uh, to, to Justin's uh, uh, highlight tape. Like I'm pretty sure that was one of my first tweets. Nice. I wanted Justin to go play D1 tight end, and I was going to go wherever he went. Um, well, I, but, I for sure didn't get a call from anywhere. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, none of us did, bro. No, so, sir. No, but sir. I grew up born and raised in Salina, but I, my, my background's a little different. My parents aren't from Texas. We ended up in Salina by happen chance. And uh, so I had a little bit of different perspective, but like as a, as a family that never had football, like I was the first kid to play football in my family. I was the first college athlete in my family. And so uh, my dad was an engineer and my mom was a marketing like person. So like nobody played sports with me. And then we moved to this town that was obsessed with football. And like, Dude, yeah. Yeah. And, and we were in right, we moved in in 96, right in the middle of the like GA's first run. And it was nuts. And so I fell in love with football, but, but I played with, with Brumfield and we got, we had a lot of good times. And uh, I was basically Brumfield's and in, in Rutherford's little brother. Like when we'd go up and play at the field, like it was a lot of let's say, hey, who are we going to pick on today? And a lot of times it was, <laughs> Rutherford, most of the time it was me. And it was, it was Brumfield and this, this guy named uh, Men, uh, Mendoza. No, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel yep, yep. Mendoza. And, and uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and growing back, you know, growing up in Salina back then you could just walk around and, you know, any time of day and you'd be fine. And it was awesome. You know, you, yeah. there was nothing to worry about, but the good old went days. To college and went to college in Boston, uh, D three school and played there for two years and then got, uh, told thanks, but no thanks. Well, actually I got told, Hey, uh, <laughs> Hey, and this is how D three works. Uh, Hey, you know, you, you're probably not going to start this year. I just feel bad yeah. about how hard you work. You're not really going to play a lot. And plus our, our outside receivers coach, um, you know, he's not, he's not coming anymore. So there's an open position. I know you want to coach. Do you want to start coaching for free pretty much? And so that's what I did. What school was that at? You and then the next year I was an OC at a high school. It was at uh, Endicott college. It's like uh, 30 minutes North of Boston. Yeah. It's a, it's a great little school, man. It was, it was awesome. It was a time. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, so that I, I, my senior year in college, I was an OC at a high school down the street. And then after that, I went to go work for my, my offensive coordinator got the head job at Castleton state in Vermont. And I went and worked for him for one year and found out real quick that, um, coaching D3 <laughs> football and worth not getting paid. So I came back to Texas. <laughs> yeah. So I came back to Texas. I've been, I've been coaching high school ball for, this is, I think this is, this is year 10 overall. I think it, so that means it's year eight in high school football. So, it, and I've been around, like I've been, Small school, big school, Dallas, Houston, Southeast Texas. Uh, I've been, I've been around the block, um, but now I'm at I'm, I'm at a I'm at a New Caney, which is a six A school. Like you probably know kind of what yeah. it is. It's, it's right Kingswood is here, right? So it's yep. it, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's where we're kind of we're kind of looking at um, to move okay. to because I'm in Liberty right now. Um, so. And it's not a bad drive because it's 40 minutes but because they've just built a new tollway and it's awesome. Nobody's on it. It's sweet, but it's also super expensive. So like, I got, I got, I'm, I'm coaching, <laughs> track. For it somewhere yeah, I'm coaching track and powerlifting in this off season. So that's, that's paying for the tolls, but <laughs> making, making those stipends to pay for the toll road. <laughs> dude, dude, no lie. Like life I, of a coach, I, baby. Yeah, on the phone, I'm like, hey, is there any other step that we get? Well, you need to put Sweet, let's do it. Sign me up. <laughs> so, Sign me up. I need it. I need it, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, but it's, 
is interesting. Like I, I feel like, you know, I'm not really good at keeping up with, with people like a lot, but Brumfield is, is a guy I've always kept up with. And then like, it's always funny because when every time we talk, it feels like, you know, like anytime Rutherford, I see Rutherford too. It's like, I've seen these dudes every day for the last like two years. So it's always, dude. And that's the, that that's the weirdest part. Like the more people I meet, the more they think it's weird that like you, that we kind of have this like group of high schoolers that we kind of stay in touch with. Like even, even my wife, she like didn't like, she, she played sports and everything too. And like, I don't know how it was for you too, Alex, but like, you could pretty much call up anybody within like one or two years of each class. And you could pretty much just pick up where you left off. Like you were saying, like you could talk to them, like, like you guys have still stayed in touch for 10 years, whether you have, or like, whether you talk occasionally or whatever, like we don't talk every day, but I mean, obviously with us staying in the same profession, like me, you and Colin. And it's just like one of those things where people just think it's so weird. And then like, like you said, like the type of town that we went to, it was so like, I wouldn't say cutthroat, but there was definitely a lot of like pressure but we were so naive to it. And we were just so used to the expectation that now you go to another place, like you try to set that culture in any other place and it'll take oh you goodness. 10 years, man. Yeah, but like, did you yeah. like, do you have a group Alex that you're like still close with? Like, did y'all kind of have that relationship like between classes or like within your no, own not bus really. or whatever? Uh, not me personally, at least I don't know about the rest of the school, but uh, no, I don't have like any high school friends I keep up with. I, I went yeah. to a college that um, maybe like two or three people from my high school went to. So everyone kind of went their separate ways at that point. And, and then from there on, it was college people. I also am not great yeah. at keeping up with people. So maybe there was potential for it and I just didn't do my part. But yeah. 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 I mean, there's, de- there's definitely people in my class. Like I'll see them on Facebook. I'm like, my first yeah. thought is I'm still friends <laughs> with that person. <laughs> and yes. then you're like, Oh cool. They have a baby. You're like, Oh cool. They, they bought a car and like, good for them. But then there's, I mean, there, there's some people that, there's some people I wanted to keep up with because they just were in shambles even as a 16-year-old. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a reality TV show when you see some people like in our grade or whatever. But then like you do have that group of people that like we were kind of close with or whatever. And then like obviously like smaller towns back in the day, it was just like such a blissful time. Like he said, like we could walk from the end, one end of the town to the other at any point of the day, night, whatever it is. And like most of the time we would just walk around like – walking around was a thing back then like i know this is cra- this is a crazy concept to grasp but like no phones no anything like that like we'd walk to like a little snow cone stand that would change every six months about what it is or like <laughs> i don't know we would just like walk around like that was a thing and then like we had this huge water tower and it was it was oh just gosh. like this little like pillar in the middle of the town that like yeah. some people would ride on some people would try to climb on but most of the time you would just like walk by it and it was just like the water tower. It was like the convenience store. It was like the ice cream shop or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, yeah, dude, you go in there and get the same thing every time and like no people. And if you'd lose a football game, you go in there and get just beaten apart by these 85 year old men. They're back there drinking coffee. Like y'all suck. And I'm like, all right, Larry, I'm 16. See you later, man. <laughs> it's just like, it, it was so crazy, but it was just like such a good time. Like, I don't know. I think, I think everybody should be able, like, obviously we're hopefully pretty close to time travel and AI and we probably need to get your thoughts on that. Cause we've been having some good conversation on this podcast, but like, if yeah. you can go back, dude, go to, and I just, I'll use this cause it was, it was a great time. Like I don't have any regrets about it or anything, but like go back in the early two thousands in Salina, Texas, and just be a kid for a couple of years. Now just, just be careful because if you like football, then you're completely immersing <laughs> yourself with a bunch of psychopaths. Yes. But you'll also have a bunch of good friends for life and your body will hurt a little bit, but at least you can text about it. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. there's some, there's some good trade-offs there, but that, that, that would be like, 
my biggest thing is I wish everybody could experience a small town in like the early 2000s. Like couldn't be beat, man. Bicycles, just freaking he, he, he. like going to you got blisters and stuff. Like it was freaking yeah. awesome. The best was like the best. And I try to explain this to Alan and like to people I meet. It's like all of us played football during the football Dude. game. On Everybody. The yeah. With no oh, yeah. lights. Dude, it was awesome. It yeah. was madness. And like that was just, that's just such a like core memory. It's like sitting and it's gone now because the field house is there. And it was gone yeah. when we were in high school because they built a new field house. But like yep. at practice field, you could still see the game and you could play and like, just the, the most glaring memory, and this is so – I tell my kids – I don't tell my kids this. I, I've told a couple of them. But the uh, – I don't remember. You might have been in middle school. It might have been – I think it was my fifth grade year or my sixth grade year. But do you remember, like, the rumor that somebody was, like, murdered in the creek or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And, like, it, you, you're it, in a town of, like, and nobody knows that you can count everyone no, on hand. No, it was, like <laughs> – yeah, there was, yeah no TJ doubt. Grant talking to Cecil, being like, "Hey, somebody was murdered in the creek." And yeah, like, no, they were, and we didn't understand why they didn't take us seriously. It's like, dude, you lived in the smallest <laughs> sheltered town ever, and you think, yeah, dude, it's like I literally know everybody in this town. So if somebody comes missing, because you can walk by everybody's house, like you would notice that. But that's so funny you said that. Like, dude, that that was a thing even for like since I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And I heard that yeah. all the way through high school. Everybody's like, dude, that's a creek. Somebody's murdered. And I was like, that was never a no, thing. They were like, I don't know. I heard it from somebody. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, you just heard, it's like the telephone game. It's like, yeah, somebody's murdered down there. Who? Right, the There's whole town, 50 though. people that live in this town. And like, I, I see them all at church. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, round everybody. Up. Let's figure out who died. Yeah, it's like, that's like not a thing. Yeah. yeah but it, it, that was, that was back in the time where like, you would disappear for like an hour during the game, go play football. You would show up back to your parents in the stands and you'd be like sweaty and bloody oh, and they wouldn't question it at all. They'd be like, Oh, Hey, you're back. And I'm like, <sighs> you'd go and you're and be like, like, can I have a popcorn? Let's go kill like six mountain dews. Dude. Dude, but like, but like parenting back then was just so much easier. It's like, Hey, go over there stay over there and if you go anywhere else one of the other six parents around is going to tell me and you're going to be in trouble and you're yep. just like yes oh, man dude, you go there and you have to tell me so life. much trouble I, I thought i got away with stuff and then i'd get back to the stands my mom like hey did you say this did you do that I'm like how do you i'm like no i would never this town's, too, never. This town's so big you shouldn't be able to hear that bro like yeah <laughs> but you do man i get i guess that's the only trade-off like i do think about what it would have been like and then obviously, Alex, you grew up in like a much bigger city, but like growing up in a city where there are like, you know, 50, hundreds, thousands of people or whatever. But like that, that was like probably the biggest con of a small town is like everybody knew your first and last name, no matter what. So it's like, chances are if they came back to your parents about what you did stupid, they're like, no, no, no. They knew it was you. And I'm like, oh, how dare they? Because I <laughs> was not there. And they were like, yeah, there was like six people that said you by name. So I'm like, God, the guy, the guy at the local grocery store knew me. Like, I don't even know that guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I had, huh? I had chemical flashback. So a buddy of ours yeah. bought your childhood home. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that was I, so I, weird, I man. I, I got the address. I drove in from Houston to come see the house. And I didn't yeah. even like put two and two together. I walk in. I'm like, this feels weirdly familiar yeah you're like i feel like i've been left. here before not not yeah. to freak you out man but i think i've been in your house yeah. before <laughs> i go to the, I go to the, I go to the left 
<laughs> go to the left, and I'm like, these bedrooms, this hallway looks really, yeah. really familiar. And go into the yeah. kitchen, I go, I know this house. I go outside of the backyard, and I'm like, this is Brunkett's house. Heck yeah, yeah, dude. In here so many could times. You, you know? <laughs> could you imagine, though? It's like, hey, dude, like, stop by. I want to show you my house. Like, I'm so proud of it. And they walk in, they're like, dude, I've been so here out. before. And you're like, whoa, okay, pump the brakes dude, there, bud. What do you, what do you mean you've been not, here before? <laughs> it's not as bad as a dude that – um a dude that I worked with at PC who's from Allen, who's like, Allen's the greatest in the world, blah, blah, blah. He's 6,000 kids. Yeah. Moved to Salina, and I'm pretty sure she's in Gomer Wilson's like parents' old house. Really? Like, invited me over to a party, yeah. and I was like, I've been here. I've been here. You're like, I know this, this place. Is. Isn't this Ooh. house great? I'm like, yeah, dude, it is great. I was here before. <laughs> Shut up. Like, you get like pissed. You're like, you don't even yeah. know, dude. Shut up. Yeah. And what, and what, and dude, the, the funniest part too now is like when you graduate, I don't know, like Alex, whenever you go back or whatever, and you see something, especially something that's changed. Like I, the one thing I promised myself I would never be is be that, that 80 year old guy. That's like, Oh, you've changed so much. I'm like, dude, it's, there's been 15 more people moving. Like, what's the deal? Like there's one gas station. Now there's two relax. Dude. And now, dude, I, I'll, I'll be darned if every time I drive through Salina, Texas, and I get to Prosper, and I'm like, dude, that used to not be there. And then I get to Salina, and I'm like, oh, man, that used to be the old whatever building. Now they're doing this. <laughs> like, what are they doing in my town? And then I feel I feel the early onset, like, 80-year-old Republican coming on to me, and I'm like, that's, that's not how it used to be. I'm like, shut up. Like, what am dude, I doing? I'm even worse. I swear, moving from Frisco probably saved our marriage because I was not <laughs> allowed to drive. All the time. On, I wasn't allowed to drive on Preston Road because the minute I get past Stonebriar, I'd be like, "That used to be a field. That used to be a field. Yeah, this is yeah. terrible. That used to be a field. Why are they putting up apartments there? This is just ruining it's everything." Like, and my wife, what are you, thirty or ninety? Stay, what are we doing dude, here? She, She'd be like, you realize how old you sound, right? I'm like, all right, sweet. So yeah. I started taking the back way, the tollway, yeah. the access yeah. road, and then they built the Prosper Stadium. And every time I passed it, I couldn't help myself. Like, <laughs> I don't like that. You're like, like, that's that. ridiculous. I, I don't like that's that. Ridiculous. Don't like it. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And dude, I, I get like lost sometimes and I'm like, who am I? Like, I've just, I've just accept, <laughs> I've got like Benjamin Button disease or something. Yeah, like I'm, I'm really so like 106 old. right now. Now I just you do, 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 do that. It's like has has anything changed? Like yeah, you go back time. to your old high school, school or anything? It's still really new. It was built in I guess like 2010, so it's it's still pretty brand new. But the surrounding area, uh, yeah. we moved out there like 2006, seven somewhere in there. Uh, and at the time, it was cornfields, cotton fields, and then a couple neighborhoods. And now they've like expanded 59, and there's like these massive intersections going through there, and just neighborhoods yeah. everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how fast we become the old man, and we're like, that that did not used to be like that, dude. So uh, fast too. It's like I thought I thought maybe I was gonna be able to like push it off to like my forties or fifties like or whatever, and I'll be darn, man. I'm I'm I'm. I was about to say I'm I'm late twenties, and I'm acting like I'm eighty two. Like dude, every time I, I go like, back by, I feel like working with kids pushes it on you because like it does. My thing it is does. the music. Like I never thought I'd be that guy, but like sometimes it's the new Drake I'm album. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, oh Bro. man. Oh my gosh. I haven't I haven't, I haven't heard sure it. Yet. I will, my Justin, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. Colin made a joke about Pluto. There's a, a song called What Would Pluto Do? And and this is on Drake's new album. And the song is like <laughs> basically Drake is singing and he's yeah. saying that Pluto would be on some hose. So that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> 
it's that's what I'm talking about, Drake. Bring it back. See, he he heard us talking about how Pluto gets disrespected as a planet, so he took it on himself to to send out a global message. Like I told, I, mean, I tell you, dude, we're a freaking big deal. There was some dude, Indonesian kid over there listening on that VPN, and he messaged Drake and he said, "Dude, you need to do something about Pluto." And he said, "I'm on I'm it." Glad we're on serious topics because I watched about three hours of uh, Israel Palestine YouTube videos today, so I'm ready to go. Dude, that's <laughs> stuff. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to edit that part out. There are some stuff you talk about and you're like, man, it's like really funny, but it's kind of on the line. And then you listen to the episode yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. So we decided not to put that in there. Okay, that's probably for the best for sure. Probably for the best that that didn't make it. But like that, no, that's brought, like the, like you, you have up. some good conversations, but then like, you, you, you get around people you know or people you're comfortable with and it goes downhill so quick. Like that's another like adage of like the better friends you have. It's just like, first of all, if they looked at some of like our group text messages that we have with like some of my friend groups, like I, I would hundred percent get arrested. It's just oh, like, yeah. I'm sure my FBA agents like, yeah, you guys gotta, you guys gotta relax. And it's not even like the bad stuff. stuff you think it's like, okay, if I did murder <laughs> someone, how would I get with yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you talk about it and it's just like, dude, like, why would you say that? But I'm going to add on to it by saying, this is how you probably get away with it. It's like, you just jump right in. Yeah. You jump, you're like, dude, ew, why would you say that? But about Helen Keller. <laughs> dude, I was dying in the Helen Keller episode. Yeah, dude, that, that was a fun. Oh man. But it's like, I was trying and that was one of those things. Like I was trying to kind of dig us out yeah. of that hole. And then I looked it up and I was like, come on. Like, you're not helping me. Like, you're going to say that she was like a proclaimed speaker speaker. Like, what are we doing? Speaker? What is this? This is how you know you haven't hit the precipice yet though, because like you would have put that out and like 10, if 10,000 people were listening, you guys would be getting tweets right now. Oh dude, we'd be getting shut down and canceled and all kind of stuff. There's like one, there's like one mad, there's like one mad 42 year old in Australia. Like, oh, hey, mate, that was a little full. Calm down. Yes. We're going to go from nine to eight listeners. Like y'all going to cancel us from down under. Like, what are you going to do? I got to do anything to us. Be quiet. Sit there and go watch your kangaroos hop around. That's like, that's like, as, as, like, as far, like when history keeps going on, like, now they don't think Jack the Ripper was actually a real person. It was a made up story. Like in my mind, part of it's like, this story about a blind, deaf, mute woman that right. taught and spoke. And that flew an airplane across an it ocean. An but that's believable and not a mass murderer. Yeah, because that's, that's not a thing anymore. People don't kill each other nowadays. Like Before I go, I'm going to write it down somewhere. He was a five-star recruit out of high school and played at University of Texas. And nobody's going to remember it. But there's going to be some day in history where somebody's going to forget and they're going to look that up and be like, oh, yeah, of course he was. There we go. Look they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's totally believable. I just and, – and and another thing, like as I was listening to the podcast, I had this thought. This is going to be terrible, but it's okay because it's just a thought. Why has there not been another Helen Keller? Like there's been other Jack the Rippers. Like we've seen the Ted Bundys and we've seen all the people that get like these weird fans and Netflix series and all kind of stuff. Why like has there not been another Helen Keller? In the world right now? Because like, I if that was a thing, why is there Helen not Keller? like that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And none of them are, are just academic scholars and speakers and pilots and anything. We can't even get one. It's a phenomenon. I mean, what's going to be said? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like in it. I, mean, I don't nuts. know. I still like the more I listen to it, and then you, you, Alex, like Alex, you were kind of yeah, on the verge of like, was that real? Like, is that kind of like, was it just like stretched a little bit? And then when I heard that, it, like that thought popped in my mind is like, why hasn't there been another one? Like, why hasn't there been another Helen Keller? Like, why hasn't there been like, like why, like why couldn't there be like a Stephen Haw- like a Stevani <laughs> Hawkins, Stephanie Hawkins, or something that's just like. <laughs> That's just, you know, blind, deaf, mute, one eye, three toes, one eyeball. Like Dan Campbell said on hard knocks, it's like, why, like, why has there not been another one? And now that that, that thought really resonated with me, it's like, so why is that more believable? And like, now we're canceling like Christmas songs or Jack the Ripper. And it's like, (laughs) like, where have we gone? What are, what's our, what's the plan? Sliding sliding perspectives of what's important. Yeah. And then that's what we're talking about too. Like the news cycles. It's like, all right, what can we go to? What can we go to? Uh, no, Helen Keller, don't touch her. Jack the Ripper was fake. Jack the Ripper was fake. Run the story. Ride it right now. It's like the news cycle, man. It's just nuts right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's freaking nuts. It's, it's But, huh? It, it's know. interesting. But like, I think back, like, I wonder if like, just bring it back to like what I know best and I don't know anything, but like, <laughs> I talk, I talk to, to old coaches that are mentors all the time. I'm like, man, these kids are, some of them just soft. Like, I don't remember kids being this soft. And I think back, like, okay, I wonder if Butch and GA thought we were soft. They probably did. Okay, I wonder if Butch and GA's coaches thought they were soft. They probably did. Yeah, 100%. I, and so there had to be times before where this stuff was going crazy and then even that stuff going crazy, you know. And that's how I kind of always think about it. And that might be super, like, uh, lazy in a way to disarm everything but like that's how i like people get upset about the news and stuff and i'm just like all right well i'm gonna try to find out what the truth is and go with that and yeah and i think i think a lot of people don't ask questions anymore because they're scared of offending or pissing somebody off and they kind of just believe like a very simple narrative and it's like i don't know i was always kind of taught to to ask why and it's like i feel like a lot of people just don't ask why in today's world they just kind of hear it and they're like dude, you hear what happened with Helen Keller flying that plane? It's like, no, no, no. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> Not that specifically. I don't know why I can't get off that topic. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know why I can't get past that topic. Said, okay, I think what? It, it, it doesn't. Yeah. Dude. Like, and it, but then if you ask a question, it's like, it gets turned right back around on you. And it's like, no, no, no. I thought that was pretty valid. Like, why is our government so sketchy? Like, why are all these coincidences continuing to happen over and over and over i don't know we always go kind of go down that rabbit hole but it's like i think people need to get back to a little bit of that old school mentality and maybe like maybe we are being too soft in just how we address things because we're scared of repercussions nowadays and just in the age of technology there's just more ways to be repercussed i don't know if that's a word if it is i just made it up or if it's not I just made it up but like well like there's, there's easier ways to get to the truth with all the technology but there's also true. easier ways to spread misinformation yeah that's and i think it is. there's an equal amount of access like you can't true, control true. who accesses it so if people yeah. are bad agents and they want to cause Whatever it is, want, it is a lot, can. it's a lot easier to, to lock people in like echo chambers. And that's another kind of con of like us growing up in like a small town. Like there was a lot of people that didn't get out and that's all they know. Oh. And yeah. they haven't really changed a lot. Like us, we kind of got out and like, we've been all over the state 
And then we come back and we see some of those people and they're almost still living in the early 2000s. Like they think it's still the same old thing, like revolving, like my parents have a little, a little bit of it, I guess you can say. And so like, I think a lot of people get stuck in things that they're interested in and then they never see outside of that. So I guess there's no reason for them to ask why, man, I just kind of talked myself out of another point. Like I did. You just, I guess I did. I think I did. I think I, I just argued with myself, even though I was kind of just being with me all the time. So you, so you did hear some of the past podcasts. What do yeah. you think about? Cause like, this is once again, our, our old men minds can't wrap around. What do you think about like all the AI stuff that's been going on? Like we deep dive into that every single time. What's your, what's your take on it? You know, I, um, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about it that much just because uh, I call the same people <laughs> five times in a row anyway. That's yeah. all I want to do. So if anybody's going to come for my job, they can come take it. The inside zone is slant. There you go. There, there, ain't um, no, there ain't no robot that can get yelled at on a Thursday night from the stands and handle it without no, just turning around no. and capping somebody. There, there ain't no robot, I can tell you this, there ain't no AI, okay, that wants to go out there and coach freshman B team on Thursday no, night. No, sir. Tell you that much. No, no uh, sir. We you know, are safe. The detriment of it is that um, the kids, you know, grow up with it. Like, think about when we had razors, flip phones. This is like, to me, this is when AI came first. T9 texting, uh, uh, predictive texting, right? Yeah. I can't spell. (laughs) I still can't spell. And I never learned how to spell because I had. Because my phone just fixes it. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So God forbid I have to have to write like a letter from a jail somewhere and it's dependent <laughs> on if I'm in the desert or if I'm having dessert, like God forbid. So I already know that. Uh, and like, I work, I work with a certain, uh, I work, I work, um, I work with, with kids that are trying to get credits to graduate. Yeah. And so like, I, you know, you help them along, but you see how they write. And it's like, like they're legible. And then you can, it's so sad because you can, yeah. <laughs> Well, so like, it's like the worst part is, is like you can tell when they're faking it because it's good and dude 100 like, it's way so like good. my my thing with it is is if it's going to continue to be in life and just get smarter and extrapolate on everything let them figure out how to use it now and maybe there's hope in the future if it becomes cognizant that uh, hey now, now you can you can try to get an uprising on it but you know i uh i also was addicted to t- i still am addicted to tiktok and uh i don't know if you guys are but i deleted it okay monday deleted it and we're on we're on fall break so i'm home like a lot of oh time. no <laughs> oh and no so I, I deleted it and, and temptation um, and my wife was my wife wasn't mad at it, but she sent me TikToks all the time. So I haven't been looking at those. And then today I found myself, I was like looked up for my phone. I was I was on my phone for an hour and I automatically just went to like YouTube and pressed shorts. Like I'm that guy now. I'm watching yeah. YouTube shorts. That's how addicted I am. <laughs> so like uh I'm on YouTube babies too, because I deleted <laughs> yeah. TikTok. Like, I, <laughs> I love it. And I didn't delete TikTok for like a political reason, whatever, but like I deleted yeah. it just because I would wake up at 4 a.m. and put it on and watch it till 4.15 and then, you know, get out the door. So, but it's crazy how your brain just goes back to that. No, it's you know, man. These, these kids have been raised with all that. So I don't think it's ever going to come to a point where it's like um, going to overtake society, like kind of a, a, a robot or whatever. 
but I do think it's going to make people a lot like we're already pretty dependent on everything around us. I think it's going to make people a lot more dependent on everything around us. I don't know if that's like my thing isn't I'm worried about skilled labor and all this stuff. My thing is I don't know if that is a great way to cultivate thought like like people with ideas like i don't know if that's a good way to call like i don't to me personally i don't care about the writing aspect of it i don't care about i I care about um you know our kid like i'm so dependent on google i'm not going to figure things out myself that's just the truth so are these kids going to just say it into their phone whatever they need and it's going to pop up for them and are those kids going to be able to think about things that will affect us in the future. Not that we've done a good job of it in the past, but like changing things. Like that's where the worry comes in for me. And, you know, it's already affected us in our generation. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. But I think the, it would be sweet if like you had a robot that could do the dishes. Cause I'd hate. Doing <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't turn it down around the house. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's cold outside. It's like, Hey, you're not going to get hypothermia. Get your luminescent butt out there and take the freaking yeah. trash out, son. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was, it was hilarious, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I just don't, everybody's all up in arms about it. But t- to be honest, we haven't been writing since we got. Yeah. So far. So, like, yeah. True. I, I can't write an essay. Right Hell no. <laughs> uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan. He had on yeah. uh, Sam Altman, the guy that created OpenAI and is that GPT and all this. And Joe yeah, Rogan had this yeah, theory yeah. that like, oh, yeah. and you know, X number of years we're going to become like cyborgs and you'll have these things. And the guy was like, you're already a cyborg. Like, you try to operate a day without your phone. You you are a human. You know, relying on a machine to yeah. just to survive. And like. You don't yeah. really think of it that way, but I mean, yeah. you need a phone just to do basic things. Even if you wanted to go back and have a flip phone, then there's so many things that like you need just to be able to get around the world that you, you can't really do. Yeah, man. And, and like, you don't realize how, you realize how bad it's gotten once you start like realizing half your TikToks are talking about people telling you yep. to get off TikTok. Like, like you see a Huberman and Goggins like TikTok and they're like, oh, I put mm-hmm. my phone on grayscale and deleted all the apps, but phone it's like that's a great great thought next tiktok (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's super motivational (laughs) next (laughs) yeah yeah so it's you know it's bad when it's like that yeah so i just think i just think that like after our last conversation or whatever and then obviously like you said we get it we get an inside look of like basically the future and i just see people who have to do less thinking and it scares me a little bit i think it'll be like I, and I did the same thing on the last one. I kind of talked myself into being scared, not scared, back to scared, whatever. I think it'll be used in the good it needs to be used for. But like now just seeing kids, how they can't, like you said, they can't operate without being able to use a calculator. Like we at least used to do like timetables and yeah. writing cursive. Like I saw a kid writing cursive the other day and it was like, I was pretty much staring at like a, like a prehistoric animal. And I could, I mean, granted, I couldn't even read it. Cause I was like, man, it's been a while since I've had to do this, but like, I, I'm just scared that we're not even going to keep the most basic skills around of being able just to do something on your own. Like granted, putting yeah. your phone down for a while is hard because everything has been turned into something like this. Now, granted, certain people who have the mental capacity to use it for good or use it to their benefit or make them more effective or whatever. But like what scares me is those kids are going to look up in 10 years and they haven't had to use any basic skills at all. And it's been ripped out from under them without them knowing because they grew up this way. 
I won't lie to you, as much as I played GTA and it was a hassle trying to get that CD to go on the PlayStation 2 and not be scratched up and start, and you are praying to God every single time that thing spins up that it's actually going to work. But like if I had the resources that we have now as far as like video games and everything, I can't say that I wouldn't be on my phone without six hours without my parents basically yelling at me, which would have happened. But you're also dealing with people who probably look at the people who are raising them or keeping a roof over their head and they're probably on their phones constantly, or they're always making their life a little bit more lazy or easy or more effective for them. So I think that's the only thing that scares me is like, I think that younger generation, like stuff gets put under their nose and they have no idea it happened until it's too late. And they've already been kind of addicted to one thing. And then you look at people like us that can kind of just adapt to things that are changing. We can use things for our benefit and kind of change some things here. But like, I think that's my biggest thing is like, you look at a young kid that doesn't even know what's happening to them. And they're kind of being pulled into to whatever they want them to be addicted to, to be honest with you, whether it's TikTok or just dependency in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think about that, but I'm not – I don't know if I'm scared about it. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm worried about it because then, like I said earlier, like you go back to history and you think about our parents' generation. Uh, the big thing with them was soda and cigarettes Yeah, and how they were advertised those – like for kids and they're that they were like they fruits and them. vegetables basically yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing yeah. dude and lead yeah. paint like like it's 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 the same kind and it's not as it's not as apparent to us because it's not our generation but like there are kids like in the generation right before us that grew up on on you know mtv and all they do is watch tv so there's always yeah. kind of that now i think it's a lot bigger than it's ever been and I don't know yeah. it, how I don't I don't know if you could ever find the proportion of it. You know, I have proportion arguments with my parents all the time. They're like, "Well, we bought our first house for this," and you know, yeah, well, you're right. It was four thousand dollars. So I was gonna uh, say, yeah, but, houses yeah. aren't eight thousand dollars anymore. <laughs> yeah, They're pretty so, pretty steep. So like, I think proportionally, I don't know <laughs> how much of the population it affects. But yeah, like I, you know, the part of me is like, yeah, man, I, I hope that these kids can have these skills. The other part of me is like. I hope I don't have to talk to to one more kid working in a drive through at Starbucks. Like they kill me. Yeah. So that's the that's the hundred percent. Thing I was trying to find. I was trying to find this number. Did you see like uh, the numbers of what it was to like buy groceries versus your oh. mortgage versus your car payment versus your income on Dude. the Great Depression versus now? It's like the percentage of your income that's spent on certain things. Like it was. 10 times as bad now as it was even during the great depression. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. I was going to see if I could find that real quick. I looked up that stat though. I can't, I don't know if that's the exact one that you're doing. Cause I had an argument with my mom about it. She yeah. of course Googled it, you know, being her. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, Hey, I need to know something. I'm not going to pull it from my brain or an encyclopedia. Yeah. I'm going to go to Google real quick. That's, that was pretty skewed. Cause it was also only like the 3%. If you look at if you look at the unemployment rate, the unemployment rate was so high, so much higher then than it is now that the yeah, yeah, yeah. range of data was so small that it yeah. was like it was like during two thousand eight. If you just looked at all the bank executives that got to keep their job, type of thing. yeah, true, true. But I mean, but but proportionally, inflation has gone up higher than ever before so it's like yeah you know i don't know how how much i, I believe uh, how much that stat is validated but yeah when i first saw it i was like i'm getting wronged this sucks yeah <laughs> i read that and i was like man what a time to be alive am i right thank god we <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> 
Thank God I got this new little Oculus virtual reality thing as I'm drowning and spending 48% of my income on my mortgage. <laughs> it's pretty hey, sweet. Well, and that's the next thing. I mean, like, I was having this argument with a coach today. Like, people from Europe came over here. Do you know how many people own their own home in Europe? Very little. It's all rent. Like, you rent almost yeah. exclusively in Europe, right? And a lot of people, like, what's the last thing you have total control of is land ownership. That's why they wanted to come over here. That was a huge motivation, like religious freedom, yes, but huge motivation was to own your own piece of land, make your own destiny, right? Yep. Well, now, like, we, we experienced it with COVID because we bought our house right after COVID. And we had to write a letter to whoever was selling the house and plead with them. And they got three other offers from major corporations. Like, yeah, I heard about that, man. And they chose us to, to keep it. Well, then when we sold it, we got like double or not double. We got we got a ton over what yeah. it was worth from a company in China. Well, and then I started kind of thinking about it and I heard, I heard a podcast about it, but like, a lot of these companies are owned by major investment firms like BlackRock. And what yeah, how about that? Is, Those three companies? To, have you seen yeah, that? Yes, they're trying to own all the houses so that yes. everything's just and – and a lot of the thing, like what you're talking about with the basic skills and like you know, kind of dumbification is like, yeah. well, we'll make it easy for you. All you have to do is rent. Exactly. But now they're going to control the rent, which is the exactly. problem that people had in Europe. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like – and they didn't they didn't have rent control problems in the you know 1600s but now they do it's just their population percentage leads yeah back then you could just give them, you just give them a couple shekels and they'll just be on it's, down their way you know it's like them revolting from being <laughs> slaves basically like it, it yeah. like surfed them it's them revolting from that well it's the same cycle over and over again. yeah well i was i was uh one 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 crazy stat i did here i think it was up to like 65% now of like because now unfortunately when you start upping inflation you start making everything more expensive and borrowing and loans and everything like you abolish the true middle class oh, yeah. and they said like now in that like even like upper to lower middle class there's only like one tax bracket that doesn't do this but they said like 65 percent of that entire demographic of people live paycheck to paycheck in the united states yeah. like it's gotten up to that point but like you look at it it's like not surprising like they drive you to a point to where you have to refinance or a lot of people are going to lose their property and stuff. And all of a sudden those companies come in and that's, what's crazy too. Like it, it was on that same podcast. I heard that like it was almost, maybe it was right at 90% or a little over of all the S and P 500 companies are owned by BlackRock state street and Vanguard. Yep. And now during COVID they went on that huge sweep and they were making these dummy or these shell companies and they were offering like people were trying to sell their house and all of a sudden they were like, Oh, we get, we got a cash offer at the last second. And they wouldn't say who, but they were telling some people. And it was like these companies that did, it was like this electrical company or something, but it ended yeah. up being a shell company for those three. And they said by 2030, they wanted to own like 65% of all basically like residential housing in the United States. So it's like, yeah. what's, what's going on <laughs> with that? You know us, man, we're not scared of a little conspiracy theory, baby. It's like, why? Dude, I, mean, I love conspiracy I know, but it, but 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 that one I can't really wrap my head around. Like, I know, I know you get almost to the point of like socialism and everything, but is, is no. it like is is that the last driving force to want to control? Is like what you said, no. like the residential areas and stuff. I, I think they want to yeah. control that for money. I mean, I think money is the ultimate yeah. motivator of that. Dude, yeah. money and power, man. Yeah. That's that's all they want to keep. But I think that 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 the United States is big enough, and there's 
you know, they ain't going to come. Well, not yet. They're not coming to Liberty, Texas and buying up all these houses. You know, yeah, it's, that's true. That's it's true. Plano. It's the major residential places like Austin yeah. and all that. And, you know, I, you know, I, I think that, I think that it, it eventually will border on kind of the trade commission breaking up uh, monopolies like AT&T, you know, like it'll break that up at some point. And, and you know, which, that, which that is might be too much a, trust in the government, but like, that's yeah, how I see it. Yeah. But like, but like that, that's the thing is that's been a thing around forever. And there's been multiple presidents that have come in and tried to break up those monopolies. And they know that that's just, that, that, yeah. that's one of the most illegal things that you can do, but that's been a thing forever for like the past 50 years. Yeah. Like that's okay. that there's a hundred percent been, been monopolies in, in pretty much every area that you can think of with certain businesses. That's what and they're kind of just like turning a blind eye to it. I don't know. Like, and I border on it because like, it can get you down. Like you can, you can spend a lot of time on it and be like, Oh my God, like, how am I ever going to be successful? And like, I and still like, do. And it like, scares the crap out of me every day. Yeah. But that's, but you don't dwell on it enough to where you don't have a job and you don't try. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Like no what doubt. most people want from that, that like raising scare is like, okay, they're going to give up. Like, that's it. Like why does Salina have every dude suited out from freshman to varsity on a yeah. Friday night in the playoffs yeah. is to intimidate you to think, Oh, they got 110 guys over there. Oh my God. Yeah. They so want like you to give up from the start. Yeah. So a lot of people spread this stuff to try to get the, get the quitters to, to give up, you know? And True. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, think, I, I think there's some truth to everything and there's not, there's not truth to everything. Yeah, I think I think there's some dramatization for sure. Like I think they kind of stretch yeah. a little bit, and the fish is always this big. Yeah. But like, yeah. but like at, at the same time, it does make you think. Like, what do I do if it all goes to crap? Like, where can I move? What job's the safest? And the more I stand out there and coach those freshman B teams, baby, I'm like, there ain't no <laughs> joker at the top tax bracket that wants to get some of this. I know that. Oh for no. Sure. No, there's 800,000 shortages and there is no way Nancy Pelosi is going to go and put a whistle on. I do know that. They, so we are proved. safe there. These dudes do not want to homeschool their kids that bad. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There, there ain't a voucher in the world that's, that's worth that much money. Oh that's for gosh. sure. Because then eventually, I know that that's a different. Me and you, you and I are definitely going to have to have that conversation. Have a podcast series about that. You could, you, you could have an entire series just on that alone. But like, ho- yeah. hopefully they don't, like it, it, it's, I don't know. Every every kid at that high school level is very wholesome. So I hope that, like, I don't know. Going back to anything, I hope that they don't decimate the youth just because they want to throw some technology in our face. Like I hope that there are still some kids that still yeah. have that creative bubble in their heads and they can kind of oh, get yeah. unplugged every once in a while and stuff. And like, you just hope we don't lose that as a whole with yeah. the way everything's going. I think there's enough good people out there that, that will be, you know, I mean, and, and like the other thing is do the, do the costs outweigh the benefits or do people just like talking about the costs and not talking about the benefits? Yeah, that's true too. We're in, we're we're in kind of a doomsday mentality for sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't think that's that's just how naturally people are like, yeah, it's not fun it's not fun to talk about success. It's just not, I mean, unless yeah. you really like yourself, you know, like yeah. I love telling people I was cut from college football <laughs> team and I'm a two and eight coordinator. You know? <laughs> that's just because that's how I am. You know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people like talking about the negative because it's, it brings up, 
a lot more that you can talk about than the positive. But there are positives. Like my class is completely online. And if I was a kid that failed a class and I had to go to school and I was 19 and I had to go to school every day and sit in a class with other with 16 year olds, I would never finish. So yeah. like that technology is good, you know, and creatively like kids can do a lot more now. Like kids, uh, kids showed me what they're doing on Photoshop. And I'm like, okay, you can do all this and you can make these graphics, but you can't spell like, okay. Yeah. But like you can't write a compound a sentence. There. Yeah. There's a yeah, trade. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. So like I, I try to, I try to limit myself one because I can get really negative. Like ask any of my kids, like coach Hanky at practice is not fun. But the, <laughs> uh, the thing is like, you gotta, you gotta see the, the, the benefit of it and not, you won't necessarily see that now. Like I'm sure there's people that, you know, my brother is like four years old and us, that generation, people are like, Oh, they're doomed. And now, yeah. you know, founder Twitter and, and they, 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 there's, there's going to be people. Like yeah, that. no doubt. And I kind of, I kind of look at. It'll never be the 1990s. Like it'll never yeah, be. Yeah, that's true. That's early true. Early 2000, we were growing up. I don't think you're ever going to have that kind of prosperity type yeah. of ever again. Just I don't. Yeah. So. And I think I think as long as you can kind of adapt and adjust, I think like yeah. you said, I think you'll start seeing more good, and you'll start finding more good about people and about yourself too. I'm sure. You like if you if you start up. understanding, it's like okay we we don't have to take the manpower and waste the time to write an entire yeah. sentence when I can text it out or I can chat GPT yeah. or something like I'm still understanding what I'm doing and sending and communicating, but I'm just able to do it a little bit faster. So in all reality, is it that bad that I can't, you know, get down and write, you know, a capital F or whatever. It's like, I'm still getting the same thing accomplished, but I'm not having to do it with like a pen and a feather and like having to heat up my own ink and stuff, you know, yeah. like, I guess, I guess if you just look at it as everything's not always bad, it's allowing you to adapt and be better and more efficient and just a better person overall. Yeah. Cause if you always just focus on the negative, you're never going to like, you're never going to, never going to do anything about it. No doubt. Until you're not afraid, you know, not, not afraid, but you know, get up. Yeah. I just wake up and I tell myself a good old rural JV pump up speech. (laughs) This is good. That nose tackle is is going to be six foot four. Okay. So we, we, we had this JV coach who is a big time coach in the state of Texas. I love him to death. And I actually played, I actually played against his son who was my high school quarterback because he's head coach at Mineral Wells now. And his name's Chad Worrell. And he, like, he knew how good we were. Like we were so like, we like, we were a very talented football team and he knew that. So his way of getting motivated for the game is to make up a created player (laughs) at a different position every week. So we were playing this team that was god-awful. We ended up beating them by 60, but all week he goes, boys, they got this move in, defensive tackle. Coach calls me and says, Coach, y'all are in trouble. Got this kid, 6'6", 300 pounds, 4440. He's got 87 tackles on the year, and they've only played two games. And he's like, you think you're good? He said, that that dude's good, and he's coming after you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dude, we walk out there, they're starting nose tackles like 5'4", 135 pounds, like glasses sideways, like the worst football player you've ever seen in your entire life. And you're like, well, that's weird. He's like, he got hurt. I don't know. I guess he got hurt. He show up next week. He goes, boys, this team right here, they got a running back moved in. All right? He transferred from Alabama twice. <laughs> Played for the Dallas Cowboys for a year, and now he's at, you know, Bell's High School, and he's about to whoop y'all because y'all think you're just all this. We show up, dude. They're, they're, they're running back has one leg, looks like Helen Keller out there running around. It's like, what dude. the heck is going on? 
And so yeah, that's a, that's a funny story. You talk about somebody trying to do whatever you can to like scare oh, you. Like that dude was the oh. king of like, he's coming after y'all think y'all are so good. That's so dude, funny, man. God, that was such it, a good freaking story. The best part of that story though, is that we, me and you and Clicka and nuts. I can't remember a bunch of us would sit there and do fake ones in the locker room. Like yeah. he would always <laughs> give it on a Wednesday. <laughs> And like he would. the best was Brumfield got up on the on the bench and was like looking at us like there's like oh, boys, this kid at defensive end is six foot seven. He won the Heisman and came back and played JV football just so he could say he could beat Salina. He told me last night he's full grown with a beard and three kids. And yeah. Like we all are just laughing, and his back is facing the door that you come into the locker room, and like. We must have looked like ghosts. The world was behind him listening to the whole the coach. Thing the coach was listening to me imitate him the entire time. It was awesome. And he, he yeah. like to his credit, he was cool as a cat. Like he was just he laughed <laughs> he about it and just went Good to dude. the bathroom and then walked out. But I got a great story about him. So I don't know if we knew this, but he was a head coach before he came to us. I did not know that. Yeah, he was that yeah. Tom Bean. Dude, he had a crazy cat. I can't remember his name. It was like Billy Johnny. It was two first names. Six, seven, one of Heisman. That was electric. Billy Johnny. Like he won. Classic, he classic won like, old name. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I honestly think he won like 12 games with Tom Bean his last year. Like something yeah. crazy. But my head coach now was a coach on his first staff there. It was an assistant. And he oh, said, nice. he said, you know, I love him to death. He's a great guy. But one Sunday we sat up there for like four hours and talked about how do we sneak a 12th guy <laughs> on the field against Bells? <laughs> <laughs> and I can see Coach Rural doing that, like being like, there's no other option. We got to sneak an extra guy on. We got to sneak it. Let's extra figure guy. it out. Somebody come up with an idea. Like, <laughs> you got two hours ready to go. All right, cool. Yeah. This is why. This is why I'm not going to get home till 10 p.m. Appreciate it, Coach. I'm going to go figure out how to how to break the rules. Oh, Dude, we're not, not going to watch any extra film. We're just going to figure out how to break the rules better than the other team. Sweet. Sounds good. Ready, break. Dude, I've been there before. I've been there. I've been like, we, we were playing Allen with Theo Weiss Jr. And God bless yeah. his heart. Tyrus Adams was our, was our uh, corner. Great kid. Five foot eight against Theo, Theo Weiss. And I'm like, good luck. Hey, maybe we bracket him with a third safety. That puts 12 <laughs> Look at it again. Can we do it, though? <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Is it a five-yard penalty? Uh. Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's, a, that's a helpless feeling. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just always compare this to, like, other professions. But, like, when you're a coach, there's some things that are just completely out of your control. That's like being a brain surgeon. You walk in, you're like, listen, I don't know how this is going to go. Like I've never done one of these before and you got a different kind of brain, but we're going to knock you out. All right, here we go. Good luck. See you on the other side. It's like, it's it doesn't work in any other profession, but then you it's look at it vet. and there's like, like you're, you're like, you're like watching film or you're in a game and you're just completely outmatched. And you look at it like, what am I doing? Like my results are coming down to this. And it's like this grown man on the other side with a beard and three kids. Like this is the guy that's going to make me, Lose my job. Like, this is pretty sweet here. Like, too, I ain't got to love that profession. He gets to decide where yeah. they want to apply to, and they might have a terrible profile. And they're like, oh, Harvard's my dream. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You got a 1.6 GPA. Do you know what Harvard yeah, I is? Go to med school, but I want to be a doctor. I've taken ninth grade <laughs> science three times. And yeah. I'm like, dude, 
I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not gonna work, man. Right. Yeah. You don't know what mitochondria is. You're going to be <laughs> keeping people alive, son. It's how I go on. It's, it's that's a big call. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw this. Somebody came out on Twitter and was like, just so everybody knows, mitochondria is not the powerhouse of the cell. What? I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? I don't no. I don't remember. Somebody came out with that? Somebody okay, said well, whoever that. it is is lying. First of all, they didn't take my fifth grade science class with the coach that was now. teaching it and had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> They didn't have a coach calling the. They didn't have a coach teaching history, saying the Potomac River was the Potomac and it was the Catholic <laughs> not the Catholic Reformation. You know what I mean? That's that's when you find out if you really want to learn. <laughs> that's that's when you find out what's really good. I can't find it, but that's that's going to be my sole existence yeah, is trying to it. debunk mitochondria. I'll try to find it, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, Alex. I'm sure you hear some. Like, do you, oh. do you get to say anything, or do you kind of just have to like, hey, man, live your dream? And then five <laughs> years later, you're like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, yeah, yeah I'm no, I try to negotiate with them. Them. I, At the end of the day, no like, freaking crap, what dude. they want to do. But I'm like, look, we call it a reach. Like, if it's if it's outside their profile, we're like, okay, this school's yeah. a reach. If you want to do it, go for it. But if I let yeah. you do this, you got to give me what I need, which is a realistic school. So, sure, submit that application. But I want you to have options. So yeah, if that doesn't work out, let's make sure we have something we think we can actually get into. So, yeah, yeah. let's just say that that $50 right. check is going to be <laughs> kept by the GPA Harvard and not even and know your name, it. big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. Right. So, well, yeah, <laughs> appreciate the check though, Mitch. King. All right, next. Who's, who's the other kid that we're going to, that we're going to not accept. Dude, that um, y'all ever, ever see that documentary about all those like rich kids that were getting in because of their parents or whatever, and how the acceptance rate was only two percent, and most of it were people that had to donate a quarter of a million dollars, and their kid had like a two point GPA getting in. Dude, it's hanging. It, I'm being Mr. Negative again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. No, but that no, was just but a crazy like, story. That is something we've constructed. Like, yeah. Money and here's problem. the deal. The problem with it the is, power and money thing is what it comes down to, man. Yeah. All these people are paying for that money. Talks, dog. Is it going to mean anything? Like, no, nah, that's it. That was, that was just, a bump in the road that we're already over. Yeah. There's, there's, a, I would say it's probably not 50, 50. There's a lot more people now that are successful without going to college than there were before. Yeah. 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 No and doubt. So, like, no doubt. You know, you're paying. And that's what I was like. I, I you know, I love my time in college. I did, but I took student loans to do it. Like part of Same. the thing that I have to reckon with is like, man, would I have been better off going to, you know, Sam Houston State, working my way through it and being able to pay Dude, for no it. no doubt. Like, and so like you have those those moments. But for, for me, at least, I, I reconcile the fact that, you know, yeah. you had to get a degree to be a teacher anyways. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, a, you know. it's an expensive way to go to make below minimum <laughs> wage, basically. Work 80 hours <laughs> and get paid for 30, man. It's a way to go. hey oh. Yeah, but and then I'll you got this. then you got old then you got old Billy Joel sitting in Alex's office wanting to go to Harvard right. and he's got to tell him that it's a reach, man. It's like, come on, <laughs> what are our priorities here, America? Let's get it freaking figured out, man. He's trying to tell you he's the one. He's going to change say, yeah. this year. He's I'm going to get there. It's there. like you can't even. You, You're a senior. We're out of chance. You failed English class again. You're not going to do this. Stop it, David. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not, this is not the time to roll the dice. Like when you're a year away from like voting, this is not the time to roll the dice, Timmy. Not the you time. You have three weeks. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is 
We need to have a plan. We can't have wishes. Like this isn't the yellow brick road. Like you're about to walk across the stage and get a diploma, my guy. Dude, that's the thing that kills me is like now – it might have been like this in high school. I don't know. I didn't. I only took I only took AP – the AP history courses. I didn't take AP anything else. But now like if you're an AP in honors, you can make a 60 or above and, and be eligible yeah. to play in UIL. Okay. So then you get kids that constantly fail – honors and AP classes and their parents yeah. let him get out. And it's like, yeah. why isn't he allowed to play? Well, he got below, he had to make a 60 and he didn't yeah. make a 60. He's in eight honors classes and he's making 55s in all of them. Well, yeah, but Dude, if you I, get out of the honors classes, his right. GPA, he's, G, he's, not he's making 50. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? That's not good on any kind of GPA. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of skill you're looking at, but it's the same, my dude. Like, that's a bad grade. That's, yeah. gonna, that's and, not going to weigh very well. And the poor kid's like, oh, I want to get out of, of honors and AP. And it's like, well, your parents are like, oh, he's just being lazy. I don't care if he's being lazy or not. If he's failed two semesters with 50s, like, it might be time to get him out. Yeah. Like, we need a plan to B, enough dude. That let him have it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I don't, you know. That's another yeah. hill to die on. That's a yeah. That's a whole another conversation too. But all right, man. I think we I think we stick a fork in this one. This was good. Yeah, brother.